Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome back. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. I am joined in studio now by Steve Jordahl, news reporter for American Family News. Good morning, sir. Good morning. And also Dr. Ray Pritchard from Kansas City, Kansas, of Keep Believing Ministries. Uh, Ray, tell us a little bit about your uh, your website and your ministry and what people can find if they go to your website. Hey, Ed, thank you so much. Just surf on over to keepbelieving.com. Uh, we have video resources now covering books of Daniel, Revelation, Galatians, Ephesians, and the book of James, and more coming. And we are in the process of translating the video series on the book of Revelation into Mandarin. That's that. In fact, we've got, I think the first four lessons on the book of Revelation have been, have been, well, it, it's me speaking in English, but with Mandarin subtitles. This is good. I, I wanted to tell you, Ray, that, that I've been waiting until this is all in Mandarin before I watch it. So I, I, it's I, coming. I, it's I, coming. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're through the first four lessons. And you know, in China, uh, you can get in trouble if you preach through the book of revelation, that's the, the government does not want churches to do that. You mean they don't mind Romans, but specifically uh, revelation. Yes, yes. Well, because who wins in oh, the end? Oh, King you know, of Kings and Lord of Lords. And that's really true. And you know who Gog and Magog are, right? <laughs> <laughs> just saying, just saying. Right? So anyway, come on over to keepbelieving.com, guys and check it out. By the way, I am actually on the website now. And uh, there is a post from August, 48 years, and there's a picture of you. Four, I guess it's 48 years ago. That's right. You know, That's you haven't right. changed a bit. Well, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, you know. Uh, very, very nice. Also, it says uh, how to inherit a blessing. Mm -hmm. uh, so, folks, check check it out. There's all kinds of great things uh, on the, uh, the Keep Believing Ministries website, keepbelieving.com check it out and i will just say this and uh, i'll just say ray never has never asked me to point people to the website or anything like that so i'm not doing this in response to his request i believe in dr ray pritchard he's a fine uh godly man an you, excellent you just keep, bible you just teacher. keep believing i'm gonna i'm gonna keep <laughs> believing and uh lots of great stuff i've been blessed by Ray's ministry myself. Even though Ray, I do tease you a little bit when you're not on the air with us. I'll say, I'll say, well, Ray's got he's got his little Bible thing, my his little Bible, Bible conference thing he's thingy. doing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do make fun a little bit about that. But uh, I'm a big believer. I'm a big Ray Pritchard fan. All right, Steve. Before wait, we get started, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. I just have to start. Just, just a warning. Yes. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it. What? 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 What don't you I want to talk about? I just said I didn't want to talk about it. Ed. That's right. What is it you don't want to talk about? And then, then, we'll, then we'll decide if we're going to not talk about it also. <laughs> no. Okay. The, uh, the Raiders didn't do very well. Oh, the Ra your Raiders. Yeah. Your uh, uh, Las, Las <laughs> Vegas Raiders. Yes. You know what I always wanted to do? I, yeah, You're dressed like a, a Raider yeah, fan, right. silver yes. and black. Um, I've always wanted to, Occasionally, I will host a fundraiser or do something, you know, where I'm introducing people and i've always wanted to get up and say ladies and gentlemen 
a man who needs no introduction and then walk off the stage. <laughs> right. But, uh, but. So what did happen to your Raiders yesterday? They they were they blew the biggest lead in their franchise history. What to lose to lose who, currently? Who'd they play? Because I, I could care less about the Raiders, so I don't know who they play. Even the Arizona Raiders. Cardinals. Oh, and so they. Uh, what, what was the lead? It was like twenty some points in the third, fourth quarter, or something wow. like that. I didn't get to watch the game, but it was ugly, and it's a second. Um, so they're zero and two. They are zero and two. All right. Yeah. So the the well, there goes your Super Bowl dreams <laughs> for yet another year. <laughs> um, the Raiders scored seven in the first quarter. Third. I said I didn't want to talk about this. Look at me going. <laughs> no. I had no idea what you were talking about when you said you didn't want to talk about they it. They scored seven points in the first quarter. They scored 13 in the second quarter. The Raiders scored three in the uh, third quarter. So 17. So that's 23 to nothing. nothing. And they and lost. And then in the fourth quarter, um, in the third quarter, Arizona scored seven. And then four, uh, 16 in the fourth quarter, they tied them up and they lost in overtime. I'm gonna at home, at, at home. home. I'm going to have yeah, to watch the highlights. That is at lunch. not supposed to happen. Think, I'm going to watch yeah. the highlights at lunch. I think, yeah, I think I, I got to see bubble or a pick this. six or something. All right, before we <laughs> yes. get to the news stories, you have. I am curious about this because we, we of course, we talk about a lot of poli- uh, political stuff. We hadn't really talked about the 2024 election coming up. Most of us have been about 2022 midterm election, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, before the break, we were talking, so Fred and Ray and I, about some of the possibilities because we played the Scott Pelley yeah. piece for CBS interview with uh, Joe Biden. So, what is, so I'm interested in your opinion. So, what is your opinion about Biden running for re election? If not, is that going to be his decision or you think behind the scenes pressured not to? And then who do you think is the front runner for the Democrats if Joe Biden doesn't run for 2024? All right. Um, so the um, he will get some pressure not to run. Democrats right now, candidates are running away from him like he's on fire. Yeah. Um, they won't have him campaign for them. So he's going to get pressure. Uh, I know that he said in that clip that you guys played that uh, it's not yet time legally to announce, and that's true. Um, I think he'll want – he says he's going to want to run, but I it wouldn't surprise me if he got talked out of it. It probably would be the biggest boon to Republicans if he did run, to get him on the stage debating. Um, and as far as the, the, the front runner, I'll tell you this. The Democrats have been relentless with next up. In other right. words, they don't go three down in the bench. Hillary Clinton was the next. It was her time, and no matter how incapacitated or ill or bad candidate uh, uh, she was, they were going to run her. Right. And the same thing with Biden. You know, Biden, it was his turn. And uh, so Kamala Harris is the vice president. Uh, if he doesn't run, I think she will be next in line. Uh, no, she's a lousy choice. Yep. That would be the, even better than running against Biden for Republicans, but that's that's how I read it. Okay. All right. So we got the Steve Jordahl uh, in mourning. Steve Jordahl's in mourning over his Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. All right. What what uh, what about your selection of stories? All right. Have you got? So last Thursday, um, President Biden uh, had a uh, gathering in the Rose Garden of uh, educators, faith leaders, and others who they say have experienced violence. 
and it was a a uh, united we stand. He's speaking against divisions. He wants to unite the country. Oh, he's the uniter in chief. He is the uniter in chief. And at this gathering, he re revived this particular trope. Play cut one, please. You know, as a result, our very own intelligence agencies, our own intelligence agencies in the United States of America have determined that domestic terrorism rooted in white supremacy is the greatest terrorist threat to our homeland today. Yeah, not uh, certainly not anybody flying planes into buildings. So, Ray, do, do you think... You think this is a legitimate belief within the Biden administration and the deep state that white supremacy in this country is the greatest threat to our to our countries? It's an existential threat. And now by white supremacists, I typically think he's talking about members of the Ku Klux Klan, uh, which I think is ludicrous on his face. But is he instead talking about Trump supporters, since Trump, and now this is what they believe, Trump is a white supremacist. People who voted for him are white supremacists. Therefore, Trump supporters, ultra MAGA, whatever you want to call them, they're the threat. What, 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 how, do you, how do you piece together something that makes sense about this kind of Well, thing? number one, it is nonsensical to say that. But there is a certain, there's a certain political calculation here, right? Trump equals MAGA equals white supremacists. It's easier to say it than it is to prove it. Does anybody really believe that white supremacists, whoever they are and wherever they are, does anybody really credibly believe that is the number one threat to American society and American safety? I have a hard time, Ed, believing that that the president himself believes that, or that this is what the FBI and CIA and whatever other organizations have come and said, this is worse than anything than any other terrorist organization in the world. So no, I don't, I don't believe it. And I can't make any sense out of it at all. Steve, uh, what's your take on this? Is, is this when, when, cause this, this is ongoing, this kind of, this kind of framing, uh, of the narrative, it, it is ongoing. It is constant. They are continuing to repeat this uh, this idea that white supremacy is the existential threat. It's what we all have to look out for. We all we got to vote against it. We all this kind of stuff. Is this just a way of getting a really big stew pot on the stove and putting basically um, non-establishment Republicans in it? So anyone who supports Trump is a Trump thing. It is certainly a Trump is a Trump thing. thing. It, it, yeah, they, they they don't. No one's claiming. Uh, I haven't heard the word Ku, Ku Klux Klan in anybody's lips for a long, long time. So it's not that. It's Trump supporters, and they go back to the January sixth thing, where according to them, a whole bunch of people died, and it was an insurrection. They wanted to take over the government. The worst insurrection in the history of mankind, in my opinion. But. Um, so, Most ineffective is what you're saying. Well, you, you should bring you should bring at least a gun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I think there's two there's two types of people that they're talking to here. They're, the the certainly Joe Biden and his team uh, know that that's not true, but they're talking to a bunch of people that they can talk into believing that. Right. So there's a there's a, 
how many part of the country believe that, yes, white supremacy is it. You know, this is the party that has been, since Barack Obama, maybe even before, has been practicing identity politics. It, that, by definition, by very definition, is dividing people. Right. That's how you divide people. Black people, you're over here. You're, you're victims of white people. You're over here. You're, you're victimizers. White, white people, you, you victimize everyone. And, and, you know, gay people, you have this. We're going to, you know, and, and so women, you name it, union, other uh, non-workers, it, 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 it's, it's, they can polarize people and make people angry and upset and um, uh, suspicious. They've got, you know, they've got, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, you know, Ray, one of the ideas that gets kicked around a lot is called intersectionality. Uh, my understanding of it is you have these intersections of, um, of, of oppression, and you can rank people in terms of their oppression points. So uh, the, the, the group with the fewest points, really the biggest oppressors of all, are white, straight men. Okay? So they're Yay, white. I'm they're number men. One. I'm number one. <laughs> they're straight. Okay? <laughs> they oppress everybody else. And then you have rankings. So a woman is automatically, because of sexism, uh, uh, on the list of groups identities that are oppressed if it's a lesbian woman they get additional points if it is a lesbian woman of color they get even more points and that's the way this intersectionality thing my understanding of it is uh the way this thing works so as steve's saying by definition that's dividing people there's there's no possible way with critical race theory and some of these adjunct belief isms there's no way to unite a people that are constantly jockeying for position on this uh, ladder of oppression. Yep. Well, you, you have to ask yourself the question, why does Joe Biden repeat this stuff if it's not true? And I think, Steve, is because from a political point of view, it works. In a campaign season, it really works to demonize the other side yeah. to make them so fearful that you would never think of putting people like that in power. And, you know, I agree where there are white supremacists, whoever those people are, I agree. I don't want them in power. Right. I, so Joe Biden, do I think he believes it? Well, I don't I, who knows what he knows? Right, that's right. Who knows what he knows? He may not even. <laughs> he may not even know what he knows. But he repeats it, and his handlers give it to him because it actually does work, especially in an overheated election season like we're in right now. The other thing about um, intersectionality is that every oppressed group has to come to the rally to the defense of the one that's being attacked at the right. moment, so that it's a you know. I guess you do unify some people yeah, that way. Yeah. But you it it, it is clearly a, an instrument of division anytime you say okay, bad group, enemy, even enemy of our democratic our representative democracy, uh, our republic, there we you can't vote for them because yeah. they want to tear down the constitution. By the way, which is absurd. I I I I keep saying this and I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong, but <laughs> This all is this is these are all shadow issues. No, you know the homosexuals are really not oppressed. Blacks are really not being uh, targeted with racism at an exceeding number. 
and everybody knows it. This is all a way to destabilize the country in order to change the uh, bring us into the global globalism, the World Economic Forum type stuff. I, I sound like I need a tinfoil hat right now. No, I, no. Listen, I, I think uh, the push for globalism and global control coming from the left is a very real thing. You have to tear down what's there before you can build up. In, yeah, in your own that, they would probably they wouldn't uh, express their beliefs in such a I'm going to say crude way. Not that what you said was crude, but in terms of being so raw and right. out front, they would say, "No, this is good for America." that we come under the auspices of the, you know, the Paris Accords and you, you want to pollute the, you want to pollute the world. That's the other, so fake, that's yeah. the other fake narrative that's yeah. dividing people. All right. So um, I, you guys talked a little bit about the uh, Martha's Vineyard fiasco, right? Oh yeah. We're did, loving it. Did you guys, it's mention, like McDonald's. We're loving <laughs> it. Did you guys mention that uh, El Paso's Democrat structure, the mayor and everything there have been busing migrants to New York, to New York city for weeks no one said a thing the, the media could care less well <laughs> you know this uh this is one of those things where the the hypocrisy runs so deep uh, nothing shocks me now you mentioned this in our story meeting this morning i didn't i didn't know that i didn't yeah. know that democratic controlled cities on the border like el paso and you can't get any more on the border than El Paso. Right. Juarez is right across the river, I think. I believe so, yeah. So um, I did not know that they had been uh, busing. I knew that the Biden administration had been taking people and uh, Flying them. distributing them around the country. <laughs> I did not know that uh, Democratic that, cities like El Paso were According doing to the that. Daily Mail, yeah. that that's what's been happening. And, and nobody seemed to have a problem with it then. Didn't hear a thing about it. Well, Ray, I, I like, they, like the guy said in <laughs> Casablanca, Casablanca, I'm shocked. Right. I'm shocked. Gambling. That there's gambling really? <laughs> going <laughs> right. on. Right. Um, this this is uh, one of those things. We did, did talk about it in the first hour in terms of Martha's Vineyard, but uh, be careful what you wish for. You want to throw that border open, uh, it may come back to bite you. And cities like El Paso are realizing that they can't handle this amount of illegal immigrants and they're shipping them to anywhere they can they can afford to send them so where are the democrats in el paso where are they shipping these 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 were new york you said new, new york? york city new york city and, and nobody said anything not, not, not martha's vineyard but <laughs> what's happening to them when they when they show up in new york city uh, new york is busing them out as i understand it they're welcoming them they're feeding them they're saying how much they love them and they're saying get on the bus and get out of here so they, oh they do they yeah. send them upstate new uh, york or i don't know they maybe they might send them to the nearest red state for all i know I, yeah. i'm not sure i haven't been following the and there's well, there is a, a new law that was passed what was it uh, it was a new. It's a new immigration law. Border patrol, the border um, CBP, has been given a memo that says you can no longer track the immigrants crossing the border illegally or however wherever you catch them with GPS. You can't ankle monitor them. You can't track their phone. You have to send them on their way and count on them to call in once a week to check in to tell you where they are. Oh, I'm sure that's going to work. Yeah. Sure. How's that been working? Sure. So you have to, they have to call <laughs> and let, let them know that 
they'll show up for their hearing. Is that hey, the way? I'm in St. Louis. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there in a year. Don't, don't worry promise. about it. I promise. I promise. You can count on me. All Here, right. Here's the other thing about the uh, the Martha's Vineyard thing. I don't know if you saw this or not, but Martha's Vineyard residents, someone set up a GoFundMe to raise money to help <laughs> to help the people on Martha's Vineyard deal with this influx of 50 uh, illegals. Yeah, 50 people. And they raised $43,000 to give to the millionaires, if not right. millionaires, on Martha's Vineyard. Everybody that lives on Martha's Vineyard, you have to be very, very right. well off. If you're living there, you're rich. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Now, and someone's can, raising money. You're allowed to visit Martha's Vineyard if you don't live there. As long as but if you, if, you own, if you own a home there, you are, you're a one percenter. Yeah. That's by definition. So, so this group, this uh, crowdsource crowdfunding, raised forty three thousand dollars. That that's almost overnight. Yeah. Because this just happened last week, right? Yeah. You got to feel bad for these poor. So wh- where's that money going to go to then? Now that they're shipping Martha's Vineyards, shipping the people to Cape Cod. I think I. I don't know. They're not giving it to me or you. That's that's pretty. That's true. right. The Babylon Bee is reporting, by the way, just so you know, that uh, Martha's Vineyard resident called the police to report a Hispanic in the neighborhood that's not operating a leaf blower. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh gotta love bee. the Babylon Bee. <laughs> what else? You, you got anything? Yeah. Anything uh, else? Another uh, another day in New York City. A uh, guy named Michael Palacios, 31 years old. Walked into a McDonald's. He'd been trying to talk and chat up this girl that worked at McDonald's, and she was, you know, rebuking him. Yeah, rejecting Uh, his advances. Rejecting, yes. He rejected him continually after he tried to talk to her. So he comes back in with a a hatchet, and he starts hacking up the place. Oh, I saw that. I saw that video. Viral video. He's going. He he didn't try to attack any people, but I mean, he 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 went at. Oh, that was pretty. That that's a pretty wild video it's man you it's I, I, I saw the uh the story and the still yeah from the video i did not watch the video so he just carves up the place yeah mcdonald's well michael palacios is out on without bail by the way they let him out they let him out well that this is and this is in new york city yes and i would if i was the girl that he was trying to chat up i would find I would another find job. place to go uh listen people are wound up so tight uh in this country wow. Uh, and listen, I can't even, I can't even count on both hands, uh, two or three times over the number of girls who rejected me when I was in high school. Okay. I'm just telling you, I got and you shot never did, down. And you, and you never took an ax into a McDonald's. I got shot down more than the Egyptian air, uh, air force during the 1967 <laughs> war with Israel. Okay. I never, I just took it and just went on. My wife it's had pity on me after she. Is that turned, what it was? After she, she turned me down the first two times I asked her out, she seriously did. Did you and have to like carve an onion up so you looked like you'd been crying? No, no, I didn't cry. I was just, in fact, I was used to it. I was just, I, I was always surprised. It's just the way girl, it goes. When a girl said, "Yeah, I'll go out with you," so I never carved up a McDonald's. In fact, it's where I drowned some of Drown, my sorrow. some of my my sorrows. <laughs> In a you know a big Give Mac, me a diet a, Coke and a Big Mac, no, a double. No, right. no diet Cokes back then. <laughs> no diet then. Coke. That's right. <laughs> it was a Big Mac and a vanilla milkshake because back then the milkshake machine was working. That's right. At most right. McDonald's. So, <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, don't forget listener storyline coming up on Sherathon. If you want to call in with your listener story, 
perhaps hear yourself during Sherathon, 877-876-8893. Again, keep that testimony to a minute or two. More great programming directly ahead on American Family Radio. Thanks for listening. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow.